eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to Full 10 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. And I just cannot believe we are in week three already. Where is this season going? So we kicked off last night with the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. James, what did you think of this one? I uh, haven't really had a chance to catch up on it fully, but it, it seemed, you know, Min- Minshew mania didn't seem to work on Thursday night. And uh, that offense looks like looked very much like it missed DJ Chark, albeit um, James Robinson didn't. I mean, that anybody who started James Robinson and Miles Gaskin congratulations, you are going to hopefully pick the right lottery numbers for me this week as well. Um, but it was it felt a little bit weird, really. Although, to be fair, I was enjoying all the build-up with beard versus moustache. That was, uh, you know, it was kind of the facial hair face-off. And Rob, we saw a, another quarterback have a reception last night. We talked about, on the pod earlier in the week, about Aaron Rodgers, who seemingly had a reception for minus six yards last Sunday, but none of us seem to quite know how that happened since that no other person had any passing stats in that game. So if you did watch that game and you know how that minus six-yard reception happened for Aaron Rodgers, then please let us know. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, he had a reception, albeit for no yards. That's Let's not talk about his receiving game, but uh, certainly his, his the rest of his performance was excellent. Rob, is he going to be keeping two out of the starting lineup for a few weeks more, do we reckon? Uh, I don't see why not. He's he's fine. Um, you know, eighteen or twenty last night was great. Um, you know, production is there. Two touchdowns, hundred and sixty yards. Um, again, though, like like with this Aaron Rodgers thing, Fitz Magic has got a reception for no yards, but there's no other quarterback. So, like we were just talking off air, maybe it is a case of they're throwing it and it's somehow getting battered around and then they're catching it again. I don't know, but it's weird. Um, there's certainly no other quarterback coming up on the stat sheet. Uh, no, uh, the takeaway that I've got from Miami Jacksonville was that I own, uh, I own about nine shares of James Robinson out of my 12 leagues. I started James Robinson in zero leagues. Not only did I start James Robertson in zero leagues. My main home league, I faced James Robertson against our very own full 10 yards, Andy Moore, who's in my home league. Um, and he started James Robinson. So not only did I miss out on about 27 freaking points over nine leagues, I've just lost 27 against 27 points in my oh. main league. So it's an infuriating game last night. Uh, but yeah, the takeaway is James Robinson is a locked and loaded RB2. Stick him in your lineups every week. Yeah, and I, I was saying before the game that I was, I was worried about James Robinson because we've got so many different running backs there in the organization uh we've got divine as we've got Raquel armstead who they've drafted who they they absolutely love to to come back in he seems to have been on the covid list for for weeks and weeks mm. and weeks now and they've, they've got chris thompson there as well so i was a little bit worried about uh, james robinson i thought he was going to be a two-week wonder but no he, he looked legit last night and like you say rob i think he's going to be very serviceable well, he's, better than, he, he's better than Fournette, let's be honest. Let's whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 who is the other player to have done so? Rob's got a smile on his face, and I think James does as well. I think you both know, so that's going to ruin the question. But who's the other player? I, I have no idea, but I will guess Michael Vick. No. James, who is your guess? Two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, 20 rushing yards, and a reception in a single game. Only one other player has completed it since at least 1948. Well, that's probably going back too far before I can think. because my, my, I don't know why my mind went to Nick Foles. Oh, it's probably it's probably one of the bit. It's probably Brady or Manning, someone that you wouldn't expect. No, I can confirm it is Walter Payton in 1983. That's 
five years before I was born. So no, <laughs> I am sorry. I didn't get that. You know that Lawrence, uh, Mr. Retro, is listening to this podcast, screaming the answers. Saying, How <laughs> yeah. can you not know this? This is blasphemy. But uh, yeah, Walter Payton was the only other person to have completed that feat, apart from Ryan Fitzpatrick until last night. So big credit to uh, the statistician that found that gem. But yeah, we were talking off there, DJ Shark, massive miss. But apart from that, there wasn't too much fantasy relevance to talk about coming out of last night, except that James Jordan Howard is uh, is now droppable, in my opinion. Cut him. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's and Breeder. Yeah, and Breeder as well. Miles Gaskin's backfield, and it's not particularly the most productive backfield. Anyway, however, Thursday night is gone. It is done. It is dusted. And we turn our attentions to Sunday and another jam-packed slate of games. So we're going to go round. We're going to pick a couple of matchups that we like each just to talk about the studs, the storylines, and who we're starting and who we're sitting. So James, which matchup would you like to talk about first this coming Sunday or Monday? So I am going to kick off with the Bills, well, with the Rams at the Bills. And Buffalo have been... Well, I was going to say Delta Blow, but Zach Moss has been ruled out, which as a you know multiple Singletary owner is music to my ears. Um, so, And the Rams haven't been the strongest against the run so far this season. So let's just see how that goes. Singletary is a good start this week, I think, anyway. Um, the only other real item of news out of Buffalo is Dawson Knox is out. So, you know, don't really be thinking about playing a tight end in this one. Um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, they're pretty much playable every week because they have got a combination together at the moment. Uh, on the other side for the Rams, uh, Cam Akers is just, just before we came out, Cam Akers was officially ruled out, um, which is hardly a surprise after last week. But Malcolm Brown, after his um, fractured pinky, which Don't I know me, caused a lot of mirth. Get me started. <laughs> So um, they've put their finger on what was wrong and um, yeah, he's fine. He's going to play. And so it's him and Daryl Henderson, which considering last week I was saying Daryl Henderson was probably my favorite pick up on the waiver wire. That suddenly doesn't look so smart, but I think this is probably the game where we're going to find out which one the Rams will, you know, favor going forward. I still think it'll be Brown, but um, effectively, this is maybe a bit of a Henderson do or die moment for fantasy owners. Um, for the rest of the team, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, they're pretty much going to be what you expect them to be. Buffalo, Buffalo do have you know a pretty strong you know defense against the pass, but so far this season they've been middle of the road in terms of the stat line for fantasy. So yeah, don't feel afraid to play any of them. And with Dawson Knox being out, the, the Rams linebacker core, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, isn't great, which isn't going to help Josh Allen too much. But he's still starting single straight, even though he's still only the second best runner on the team. Zach Moss is out, so he's yeah, the that's best. Why I, that's yeah. why I was pointed out, Zach Moss being out. But Z- Josh Singletary, Allen being Singletary, the best Singletary, runner? Yeah, exactly. Josh Allen is still... No, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Josh nah, Stallion. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's one thing. It is a very big plus for Josh Allen in terms of if you own him playing because, say, that Moss is such as a got to go somewhere and Allen's probably going to see a few of them. Yeah, I think there's a few players in this matchup where we've, it's kind of make or break. Like Cooper Cup, he's been disappointing so far from a fantasy perspective. We, we've got to start to now see him get back to the, to the form that we've seen in the past couple of seasons from him. Uh, Robert Woods is, has been great so far this season, so, so continue to play him. But Cooper Cup, let's not, let's, not, let's not carry on talking about Tyler Higby. He's, not, he's never going to get three touchdowns in his life again. So... Let's start to see some of those those targets go in Cooper Cup's direction, so that we can um, the, the Higby train can can slow down ever so slightly. Uh-huh. Rob, who have you got? Um, I'm going to take uh, maybe a surprising game here. It's not one that jumps off the page, but I'm going to go Detroit at Arizona. Um, Arizona have looked so good. Uh, I don't know if you well you would have Davidson in week one because they smashed your 49ers, but Whoa. <laughs> Smash. sorry, I'm coming. In. Hot here with the eighth tonight, aren't I? Um, no, the, the the Cardinals have looked really good. Kyler Murray looks exceptional. DeAndre Hopkins 
looks like he's, he's fitted in there like a like a glove on a hand. Um, and they're basically the two guys that I want to talk about tonight a little bit on this matchup because I think uh, Detroit are very exploitable. They've had a lot of injuries in the defensive secondary. I think they've got Jeff Akuda, their first round pick coming back this week. But again, it's a rookie, so you never know what's going to, uh, you know, what sort of state he's going to be in with, with the offseason that we've had. So I've actually got Kyler Murray as my quarterback one this week uh, on the week, and I've got DeAndre Hopkins as my wide receiver one. So I'm I'm really looking for that stack in DFS if I can. It'll be expensive. Um, fortunately, I own these guys in, in a couple of leagues. Um, it's the one tandem that I was confident on this year, uh, despite DeAndre Hopkins falling to the second round. He's still... You know, he's still the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. Um, and I don't really see how that could be argued at the moment because he, he's done it in Houston for so many years. He's gone to a new team and he's doing it again. You know, he's, he's just over-targeted, but he's so productive with those targets. Um, one bit of news out today was Christian Kirk is going to miss this game. So DeAndre Hopkins is by far and away, well, he was the number one anyway, but, you know, he's just going to get fed the ball, something chronic. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's 14, 15 targets go Hopkins' way. Um, like I said, the, the Detroit secondary, is, defensive secondary is exploitable. And the best wide receiver in the league is going there. So so why not um, full steam ahead for those guys? Uh, it could be a nice day as well for um, my number one bust candidate, Kenyon Drake. I don't think he's going to bust every week. So this is one of those weeks that he could have a nice one. He is uh, as my running back 15 on the week at the moment. Um, on the other side of the ball, Kenny Golladay might be back, but there is a big kind of asterisk that goes with that because he has come out today and said that he's not 100%. So don't expect him to be good old, you know, smooth roots Kenny Golladay that we like to see on the field because he's, he might not be back to 100%. He might be playing a bit of a decoy role. I think the smart money would be on Marvin Jones to have a good game because if Colladay is on the field, that's mm. some that is some pressure taken off um, Jones, which is possibly why he hasn't uh, Marvin Jones hasn't succeeded the last couple of weeks. With Colladay there, takes away a defensive back, opens up the field for Marvin Jones a little bit. So I think the smart money would be on Marvin Jones to have a nice game. Um, the running backs, as we know, are you can't trust them in fantasy football. Adrian Peterson is fine if you have to as a baseline, but the other two are so flighty. I think um, on Johnson had nine carries and did quite well last week, I believe, or eight carries. Um, DeAndre Swift could, you know, could get targeted in the passing game, could get a few goal line carries. It, it, it's such a messy situation. So stay away from that. Um, but what I will say is on the Detroit side of the ball, I don't know whether you can trust Golladay this week. He might be back. I'm still leaving him off my rosters. He's on my bench. I want to see what happens this week, see how he is. Uh, and that goes to the same for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford struggled. Matthew Stafford has struggled the last couple of weeks without Golladay. If it's a third week in a row, again, this Arizona Cardinals team is pretty good. They're pretty good on defense as well. Buda Baker has done a fantastic job since signing that contract. Uh, it's a tough matchup for Detroit, an easier one uh, on paper for, for Arizona. I expect them to exploit. Yeah, with Kenny Golladay, we've seen Devontae Parker, who has tried to play through this hamstring injury, and he's just not looked his explosive self. He's just not looked like he did last season. And I fear that Kenny Golladay, if he does play this weekend, will look the same. And like you mentioned, Rob, he will be coming in most likely in that decoy role. And that mm. is ultimately going to affect Matthew Stafford as well, who has not been the fantasy prospect that we saw in the first half exactly. of last season. Um exactly. Interestingly, I have just seen on ESPN, and we'll leave this for Tim and Adam on Saturday, but the over-under 55.5, that seems incredibly high to me. Mm. Yeah, that is high. For a team like Detroit who aren't really renowned for running up the score, especially when Kenny Golladay is not on the field, um, that would be tempting. Yeah, and Cardinals seem minus 5.5, which I'm jumping on as well, so... Yeah, here you go, Tim, Adam, get on it. I know you both <laughs> listen to this podcast, so you know that's our the fantasy team's recommendation. I presume, James, you're in on this as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But that is on the ESPN website. That is not on any betting site, so it's probably uh, the bookies have probably clocked onto that one a bit more wiser than the ESPN website. So we turn our attentions to my good self, and I am going to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos 
And it's been a bit of a funny start for both. We see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who everyone was tipping to be this Super Bowl contender with Tom Brady in town, they're looking at 14-2, and two, that kind of scoreline, and, and sweeping the, the NFC South away from the, the New Orleans Saints. But they've not exactly started like that. They did struggle against New Orleans in week one, and then uh, they, did, they did start to, to get going, but again, against the Carolina team that they were predicting for a top-five pick this year. And the Denver Broncos... Didn't turn up in week one, but then lost Drew Locke very early on in week two, but then pushed the Steelers all the way. So probably an outcome that we weren't expecting compared to what they should have had a win in week one. So from a fantasy perspective, uh, the the wide receivers in Tampa Bay have struggled. We've seen Evans, uh, he was very limited in week one. He only got his one reception, which albeit was a touchdown. Uh, He did, he did. Looked more impressive last week with his, his long touchdown grab. And Chris Godwin, of course, was out last week as well. They both look to be playing this week. So, again, um, we've, we've just got to be mindful that it could be that they're coming in as, as deep. Well, sorry, Godwin could be coming back in as a decoy just to help Evans out a little bit. But, no, I'm, I'm not hearing that, that Godwin is, is struggling anymore. So, let's, let's fire both of them up. OJ Howard, for me, is the tight end. Let's roll. Gronk is done. Gronk is not getting targeted. He's not going to get receptions. He's not going to get touchdowns. Cut him. Cut. Don't even try and trade because no one is going to buy him off you. And OJ Howard, as soon as he gets that little bit of chemistry with Brady, he can be the Gronk that we saw five, ten years ago. On the other side of the ball, I am... Oh, so I've not even talked about my boy Leonard Fournette, have I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am going to shock you and say I want to see another week of him get the workload. I am not trusting him this week, even though he had his big breakout performance last week. Rojo is still there. Rojo is still a capable running back. I want to see another week where Leonard Fournette gets more carries than, than Ronald Jones before I start to have faith with him in fantasy. He's a good flex play um, in, in slightly deeper leagues, but I'm not rushing him to start him in a, a top two running back position. And then we look over to the Denver Broncos. Uh, we obviously lost Cortland Sutton to the season last week with an ACL injury. So I'm firing up Jerry Judy. I think he is going to be good and he's going to have to be forced to be good. KJ Hamler's on the peripheral. I want to see a little bit more from him before we before we start to consider him for fantasy. Uh, no fan, we, we mentioned before that, that Rob has just traded for him in his home league. So he's, he, he's going to look to have a big season. He could be on course for a, a top 10 fantasy finish now, which, which is great for him. So he's a definite start in this one. And at the running back position, I am starting Melvin Gordon. He did enough for me last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers to make me think that I want to play him. He was, if you compare the the rushing performance of Gordon and Saquon Barkley against the Steelers the week before, that gives me faith in Melvin Gordon against what is typically a good running defence for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Although they have given up the fourth most fantasy football points to running backs this season, but they have played Alvin Kamara and Christy McCaffrey, which is cheating a little tiny bit. Philip Lindsay is still doubtful with his turf toe. Even if he does come back, he's not going to be very effective with a toe injury. So I'm firing up Melvin Gordon. And then quarterbacks, Jeff Driscoll. James mentioned it earlier in the week. If you're in a super flex league, if you're looking for a, a second QB, then maybe, but I'm not feeling good about it. And same same boat for Tom Brady, really. He's, he's a fine super flex quarterback too but I am certainly not rushing to start him in one QB leagues. Uh, I'll just add in real quick, Jerry Judy is questionable uh, for Sunday. I've just written about him in the injury report. Uh, It looks like he'll play. It's a rib injury. So providing they haven't got the Chargers team doctor, he'll probably get, um, uh, (laughs) he'll probably probably get an injection before the game and play and will probably be good. But it's just one to keep your eye out for uh, because if, you know, anything can happen. Doctor could puncture his lung and he could be out for the game. Could be out for multiple weeks. Um, I don't envision a, a world where that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's kind of funny how we're talking. You know, I, I said earlier about Jeff Driscoll and you know not wanting to pick him unless it's Superflex. In one in one of my 24 team leagues I'm in, my only QB was Tyrod Taylor. So <laughs> that team has somewhat been punctured and I had to trade for Dr- Driscoll because I was one oh. place behind the team that no. picked him up on waivers. 
Well, I'll um, I'll give you some a good morale boost here, James. Jeff Driscoll is my quarterback. Thirty-one on the week. <laughs> it's not thirty-second. <laughs> to be fair, the rest of my team in that league is pretty good, so I might be able to get away with it. And I it could be fine. Like Portals as hey, backup. Jeff, Jeff Driscoll looked good last week, so if it's that Jeff Driscoll, then you're going to be fine. Uh, out of curiosity, yeah, out of curiosity, who's thirty-second? Sam Darnold, because he's crap. <laughs> yeah, say it. I say thought you were going to say Taysom Hill and then Darnold below it. No, me. actually, I, I I feel sorry for Darnold. I don't think he's crap. I think his weapons are crap. Uh, I don't think that... Yeah, this he, week. Yeah, well, they are every week. Let's be honest. Let's call, let's call a spade a spade. The second time I've said that, that's going to be my saying for the week. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I'm a little bit biased as an indie fan, but I think over the last few weeks, you've come to realise that I'm not a massive fan of the indie defence. So this is actually big for me to trust in the indie defence to keep sad and old to under 14 fantasy points. But we'll see. And now we scoot back to James, and on a fantasy podcast, he has chosen a game that is going to finish ten seven. So I'd yeah. like to hear. I'd like to hear what he's got to say about it. Uh, the Titans at the Vikings, and yeah, um, starting with Minnesota, it's interesting that Kirk Cousins so far is the QB thirty one. Speaking of QB thirty ones, it. It's not been clicking for the Minnesota offense so far, and the Titans' defense is quite tight as well, albeit um, not quite as you know tight as I was expecting them to be, to be honest, especially when they brought in Jadavian Clowney. Um, Darwin Cook is probably going to get to see the bulk of the workload, um, and I'm sort of semi-predicting an Adam Thielen bounce back after the dire showing of last week. Um, but all of Minnesota's problems really are on the other side of the ball in terms of injuries. Um, they are missing a whole lot of defense, and it's showing. Mike Hughes out, um, Cameron Dantzler, which I can only ever say with the with the, the sort of you know music of Tiny Dancer in my head. <laughs> it's just too perfect. Although he, him and Carl Rudolph for Christmas. <laughs> Come on, it's too early for Christmas talk. Although it's three months to the day. <laughs> It is the 25th. I, I, I can, yeah. Um, Shut up. I'll thanks. move on to the Titans, shall I? <laughs> so, anyway, let's move on to Tennessee. It's, um, <laughs> this has gone downhill quickly. Anyway, speaking of downhill, AJ Brown is out yet again. He's going to be, he's going to be out another week. So, Corey Davis is your wide receiver one in that team. Johnny Smith, it's kind of a tough matchup for him, but you've got to play him. He is. He has been questionable this week, and I don't know if he's on Rob's uh, injury report. I haven't. Uh, he's literally fresh off the press. So I haven't had a chance I think to he's get okay. there yet. Yeah, but uh, I think he will play, and I think he is someone you can start. Um, I wouldn't be able to place where he would start ahead of, but uh, he should be in the top 12, I would imagine, uh, and that's being very conservative with it. Um Tannehill's look kind of impressive, and with how banged up the Minnesota secondary is, I would say Tannehill is a good stream this week, a very good stream. Um, and Corey Davis, it's probably one of the last weeks where he's going to have an opportunity to have big numbers. So head that way. Derek, Derek Henry is just an insta start as always. Uh, and one other tiny bit of news is, and Rob will be happy about this, that Darrington Evans is finally ready to play. Woo! After He hyped him up all the way through the offseason saying, this is the rookie. You need to draft late in your rookie drafts. He now yeah. finally is going to get a chance to play his first game this season. Uh, I've had to find creative ways to fit him into my roster because he's been on my IR in so many dynasty teams mm. that I'm having I've sort of had to uh, you know figure out who to drop so that I can keep him in my team but um yeah it's where I haven't got a taxi squad that is but uh, yeah that's just an interesting thought yeah and that's the difficulty with some IR leagues this year uh, that allow out players to be to go into the IR spots mm. Because I'll get to do my uh, well, I'll do my waivers on the Tuesday, 
and then I'll go to set my lineups on Thursday before Thursday night football. You, you've got five players that are currently ineligible for your IR. Please find somewhere to go on your roster you like. Oh, yeah, um, it's questionable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, like Philip Lindsay, for example, is someone I was sat thinking last night: Do I keep him in my lineup? Do I keep him? So eventually, I kept him. And now he's just going to get ruled out tomorrow. So I'm going to be able to put him back into my IR spot and pick up the person that I just dropped into waivers. So, a so, bit an F- there. so an F10, my top tip there is before waivers set up on um, Wednesday morning, so on Tuesday night, set your lineup for the following week. Most websites do allow you to actually, you know, set your um, each week's uh, lineup, set the lineup that you think you're going to want so that if you don't want to lose anybody who's in your IR spot or bench, uh-huh. um, you can just make just make sure that if you want to play a Thursday night football player that they are in there ready. Um, and then you don't have to make any moves until Thursday night football is played. And then when all the news comes out that people are actually out, I mean, see all Sean Jeffrey, he's been on a lot of my IRs because uh, he was basically free. Um, I'm just waiting yep. for him to come back, but uh, he's now playing the questionable out flip flop game. Um, that feels like a segment needed, but um, <laughs> yeah, so just just set your lineup on Tuesday, and then if you got a chance to roll it through to Thursday, then go for it, Jimbo. Let me ask you, um, Johnny Smith, where did you see where was he listed as questionable? What platform? Um, I think it was on CBS. I saw an NFL was, as well. He was uh, really? ankle injury, limited participant. Yeah, just looking, looking, looking through Rotor World right now, and there's, there's absolutely no mention of it at all. So um, yeah, I think that would have been... Um, but also, while I'm on the Rotor World website, just looking at the... Um, I'm actually offended because uh, looking at their depth chart here, they've got Derek Henry, RB1, Derek Henry, goal line back, Derek Henry, third down back, Derek Henry, RB2. So apparently he's <laughs> one and two uh, in Tennessee. Um, so, well, I mean, like, the, so much disrespect for my Darrington Evans. The blokes had 56 carries already. <laughs> we've, we've, we've not had week three yet. So I, I, can, I can understand why they've listed him as the RB2. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that is, that is not sustainable for a season. So we are going to have to get him some support on the ground because he, uh, he cannot have 28 carries a game for 16 games in a season. Uh, and Johnny Smith, I know we keep on going back to Johnny Smith, but Mo Ali Cox, all those receiving yards last week, 111 against the Vikings. Johnny Smith is a go. And yeah. I can't wait to see it. I am liking Mo Ali Cox as well. Now you mention him. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, Mo Cox versus the Jets is one, and with Doyle still looking unlikely to play, that's, uh, that's we- one I'm firing up as well. We have absolutely spoiled David Davenport's second pick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of Mullard, Sam Donald, and James is just Mullard. Yeah. Some of us say, yeah, good luck with that in a minute. Spoiler alert. <laughs> cool. And we head back to you, Rob, for your seconds. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks. Let Russ Cook is a saying which is overused and people hate it, especially our fearless leader, Tim. He hates that saying. So, Tim, let Russ is cooking, mate. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they are letting <laughs> him cook. Um, yeah, good matchup here. Dallas obviously coming off that massive game last week against Atlanta. Uh, that was edge of your seat gripping stuff. Um, and these two teams are not afraid to air it out. They're not afraid to get some yards. This is going to be a good game for fantasy. Uh, on the Seattle side of the ball, um, yeah, Russ has just looked so good. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And, you know, getting that um, that that. Uh, pairing with DK Metcalf, he just—I love DK Metcalf. He's just great. He's just good at everything, and he's strong. He's tall. He's fast. He's just—you know—he's a—he's a matchup hell for for DBs. So I love that. That again um, to work out. Um, tight end, uh, Greg Olson. I don't think you're really starting him. I don't think the tight ends are much of a factor. Um, but obviously, Tyler Lockett is the other wide receiver there at Seattle, who's going to get his licks again this game as well. Uh, the Dallas side of the ball, as per usual, Zeke will get a fair amount of work. He always does. Um, he's a locked and loaded RB1 week in, week out. Uh, wide receiver, I am, I am leaning more and more towards CD Lamb having a good week um, and good rest of season. Um, he is really good. Um, 
I liked him coming out of college. He, he was good at Oklahoma, but he's he's really sort of took to the NFL quite well. Um, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna be knocking on the door. I think he's overtaken Michael Gallup already as that wide receiver too. So I think he's gonna have a good game. He is uh, he is in my he's my he's a he's a wide receiver two for me. He's wide receiver twenty four on the week. Um, yeah, and Amari Cooper again. He looks good. Um, he had a f- couple of really, really tough catches which he made last week. Um, I've got him as a top ten wide receiver this week, so I think there's going to be fantasy points galore. Um, tight end in Dallas is Dalton Schultz. Always Schultz, I guess. Uh, is it Dalton Schultz week this week? Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it twice before I buy in. I know he had a fantastic week last week. Um, it's currently just a sort of tight end two, uh, two for me this week. So I'm, I'm not going there, but the wide receivers, I'm happy to start. Chris Carson, he is worrying me. Oh, and I, know... I didn't mention Chris Carson. Go ahead. Yeah, so he's worrying me. 23 carries so far in the season for 93 yards. He's mm. a guy that I want to rely on for rushing. And we're not getting that. Yeah. He is not going to score receiving touchdowns every week. His fantasy production will drop off unless he's going to get more carries. And Seattle seem intent on winning Russell and MVP this year. Uh-huh. And it pains me to my bones as a San Francisco fan to watch Russell Wilson and enjoy watching Russell Wilson. <laughs> but as a, <laughs> as a football fan, I just love watching him. Like he he's probably the most underrated quarterback in the league and watching throw the ball to Metcalf and Lockett is a joy to behold yeah and that I can't tell you how much that pains me to say but Seattle want to win him an MVP this year and if we can see him he's gonna he's gonna finish as the as the quarterback one but that seriously damages Chris Carson because he's not going to score receiving touchdowns every week but you say that he's Chris Carson is currently on 100% completion rate uh, he's nine for nine, uh, just under eight yards, just over eight yards receiving, and three touchdowns. I, I think he can. I think if they're going to let Russ cook, I think they can. They're going to continue to feed Carson. I mean, who else? Uh, Carlos Hyde doesn't catch the ball. Who else is in that backfield that's going to going to catch the ball out of the backfield? I, I think. I think Chris Carson. I think you're wrong, David. I'm gonna I'm gonna oppose you here. Yeah. I'm gonna say Chris Carson yeah. is gonna be more effective on 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 the passing downs as you think. I think the proofs in the pudding over the last two weeks, and I have got him down for a receiving touchdown this week as well. So I'm gonna oppose you. No offense. The RB seven so far this year. I feel like a beer bet coming on, James. Uh, <laughs> name a over under on receiving yards and touchdowns for. Chris Carson for the year. Yeah. Oh. Okay. We can, do, can we, we, leave, can do for, can we, we put can this on the Twitter? We can do this for the week. That's fine. Oh, for the week. I'm, Ooh, I'm, okay. I'm easy. Um, well, let's let's go with the. Let's just. I mean, simple. Will he get a um, receiving touchdown this week? And let's. Shall we put the over under like fifty? Yeah. That's... Well, that, that's fair because David, you you said he's not going to get a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown every week, and I reckon he will. So, is that the bet? Yeah. Lock it in. Beer bet. I hope you like special brew. That's what I'm sending. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, throwing me off track there. They're just dropping the special brew. Um, James, anything to add for Cowboys and Seahawks? Um, no, not particularly. My only mini little tidbit is Dalton Schultz is. At the moment, in my starting lineup in the Scott Fishbowl, and I am—it's a tight end premium league—and I'm starting four tight ends. Wow. So Jordan Reed, Wow, Dalton Schultz, Mark Andrews, and the aforementioned Mo Ali Cox are all starting in yeah. my team this week. I love so, the fact uh, that you mentioned—I love the fact that we mentioned Rule 81 last week, and now that's actually trended with the fantasy footballers. But we said it first. We said it first. We did say it first. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's good. But yeah, Rule 81. Jordan Reed is he starting? Yes. Is George Kittle? No. Jordan Reed. More of a flow chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it. And that that has really annoyed me because we did start and sit and gif him on the Twitter this evening. And I'd, I typed out the tweets in advance, saved in draft, ready to send. And I typed in there to say um, Jordan Reed was one of the start and sit and gif him uh, on the premise that 
uh, George Kittle is a game time decision, and do you are you going to are you going to start him if he if George Kittle sits? I sent that tweet, and it was less than thirty seconds before the Adam Schefter notification came through to say that George Kittle had already been ruled out for the game, and I was just like, Shefty, come on. I know, I know you and Rapsheet have got this have got this battle about who can get first, but you couldn't have just done it 30 seconds earlier. So um yeah, let's let's go Jordan Reed this week. And I hope that the gifts reflect that. Head over to our Twitter at F10Y Fantasy to get involved. It's simple. Every Friday evening, we will name four players, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And all you have to do is send a gif as to how you think their fantasy performance is going to be. Uh, I've loved seeing them tonight. We've had some cracking ones in, so make sure you come along and get involved. And I'm just trying to stall because we have already talked about my matchup, so we're gonna. This is going to be a really short one. But we have got the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. And you must be thinking, David, you criticised James for picking Titans and Vikings for being low scoring. This one is not going to be a fantasy producer, apart from one man, and that is T. Y. Hilton. He has let his fantasy owners so far this year. However, his grandmother has had something to say. <laughs> so a story has emerged this week that <laughs> T.Y. Hilton's grandma has, she's, she's called him out. This is the first time that a player's relative has not come to me for calling him out on Twitter. She's gone to her own grandson <laughs> to say T.Y. Well, she probably doesn't call him T.Y., but um, T.Y. What does she call him? What does she call him? Oh, I can't. I can never remember what his full name is. <laughs> <laughs> I can, there's keyboards trying to turn it around now. His uh, name is Eugene. Of course it is. Yeah, Eugene Marquis <laughs> T. Y. Hilton. <laughs> I bet his grandma calls him Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. <laughs> um, Eugene, you have not looked. <laughs> it's no wonder he changed it to T. Y. Uh, <laughs> Um, what a crap name! Oh, and now, now T. Y. Hilton's mum's going to come at me for, for discrediting her name choice. Sorry, T. Y. Hilton's mum. But anyway, his grandmother uh, got in touch with him to say that he had not looked like himself in the first two weeks. She did not recognise the player that was out on the field, and T. Y. Hilton has said that is the motivation that he needed to get back to his former self. Now. I don't know about you, but if I'm being paid, oh, what's T.Y. being paid? Eight, eight, nine million dollars a year to play mm. the game that he loves. If, if that's not motivation to go out and win a Super Bowl, if, if he needs his grandma to, to, to come around and tell him to, um, to fuck his ideas up, to, he, he needs to fuck his ideas up. And if I'm the Colts organization, I'm getting a little bit worried about that one. But, <laughs> but these things have a tendency to just fit into place and all come around. So take it to the bank. T.Y. Hilton is going to have 100 yards and a touchdown this week. Lock it in. I, I genuinely think we change his name back to Eugene from this point forward. Eugene Hilton. Eugene wide receiver, Hilton. Indianapolis Colts. Let's go. But, <laughs> but no, take it to the bank. Lock it in. T.Y. Hilton will have 100 receiving yards and a touchdown Ooh. this week against the New York. Jets. Are we are we doubling down on the beer bet here? Okay. Let's go for it. Hundred yards, you reckon? Hundred yards and a touch. Hundred yards and a touch. I will I'll we'll double down on that beer. Yeah. Excellent. Drunk. Fantastic. So <laughs> there we go. This is uh this this week's going one of two ways for, for me and Rob. But T. Y. Hilton, you heard it here first. Well, you you heard it here the other day when he said it, but um no, I've, I've, I'm backing it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the, the rest of this matchup, it's pretty grim, to be fair. I think it is now time for Pittman to, to step up and to start to show what he's worth. James, you've already mentioned Mo Ali Cox. I think he, he's got the keys again, so let's go. Uh, Jack Doyle is listed as questionable, but even if he does play, we've got a question as to whether he is going to be any good or not. So Mo he's, Ali Cox. He's good to go, Jack Doyle is, apparently. Jack Doyle's good to go. So maybe restrict your Mo Ali Cox love. James, how do you feel? Nah, nah, all on board. Still, I, think, I think that changing of the guard is happening because Doyle just gets banged up too often now. And yep. that offense runs with two tight ends quite often. And I think Doyle becomes the decoy and Ali Cox is the one who gets the work. But, uh, yeah. Agreed. Let's go M-A- MAC. 
And, and let's go Rodrigo Blankenship, by the way. He, he scored me like 30 points in some of my leagues last week as a kicker. <laughs> so he did better than a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> what kind of settings are they? I think it's based on distance as well, but he had four and three of them were quite long. Yeah, he had about, he had, I think he had 22 points or 26 points in one of my leagues. And I've, I've got him everywhere because I loved him coming out of Georgia. He's a great kicker. He's going to be really good. It's perfect for Vin's replacement. RIP Vin. I'm looking at the Jet side. Again, spoiler, we've, we've already had it in the show, but there is nobody, not one single player. The direct result of Adam Gates is happening right in front of our eyes. Yeah. I'm amazed that we've got beyond 20 seconds of coverage on the Jets because there's nothing. <laughs> Is it the Braxton Berrios show? Poor, poor Frank Gore. My absolute hero. My Revenge game. game. Revenge game. Maybe it is Gore's week. I mean, last week was a revenge. Well, it's, it, we never won <laughs> revenge over the 49ers. But yeah, last week was a revenge game as well. Yeah. And um, he, he certainly didn't impress. And I can't see it being any better this week. DeForest Buckner's mm-hmm. going to... I dread to think. This, this could be Frank Gore's <laughs> career ended. <laughs> Gets and then when he gets past the Forrest Buckner, he's got the maniac to look after him as well. So uh, good luck, Frank Gore. How's your knees? I, I'd like, yeah, I, I can't believe you just said that when Frank Gore gets past the Forrest Buckner, I, I think that's a, that's another <laughs> bit of better waiting to happen. So, <laughs> so, well, while we're on the running back subject, Jonathan Taylor, let's go fire him up. He, he looked really good last week and, uh, there was a few questions coming out of week one because obviously Matt got injured, Naheem Hines went off, but it seemed to settle down a little bit more last last week. And in a game where the Colts are likely to blow away the Jets, Jonathan Taylor should roll. Okay, that is the people that we want to talk about this week. And Rob is pulling a face. Rob doesn't agree with Jonathan Taylor. No, I agree with Jonathan Taylor. I just don't agree with Indianapolis because we were supposed to steamroll ah, okay. the Jags in okay. week one. We struggle. Yeah. We always find a slippery banana skin somewhere. But the only thing is that this is at home. We tend to do better at home. Um, I completely agree with Jonathan Taylor. I have got him as uh, my lead rusher on the week. Um, not not my lead. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase that. He, he's the guy who's going to get the most rushing yards on the week, not necessarily my RB1 in fantasy, but uh, I've got him down as a, a big game. Okay, so they are the games that we want to talk about this week. Head over to the Full 10 Yards website and also the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Twitter to check out all of the games in more detail. Rob's already alluded that the injury report is coming up very soon. We've got the starts, sits, we'll have the rankings. We've got everything that you need to ensure that you've got all the information you can to win your matchups this weekend. And just before we finish the show, I would like you both to cast your eyes back to the 1st of August, where we did a live on-air fantasy mock draft. And let's just check in to see how we are getting on. Rob, your quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Drew Locke, and Joe Burrow. Obviously, we are not gonna, we're not going to penalise you for a Drew Locke injury. You, you did not know that when you drafted him. I think you've done pretty well there. Yeah, I've completely forgot this team, so it's going to be interesting to hear. Yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, he's what, quarterback two or three on the year so far, so brilliant. And to have Joe Burrow, who's coming in and been mm. great so far as your quarterback three, who's obviously now t- stepped in as your quarterback two, is... Um, yep, that's why we did it. And James, <laughs> the oldest quarterback room in history. In oh, Tom I remember Brady. the Zimmer frame jokes. <laughs> Tom Brady, Phil Rivers and Big Ben. How are you feeling about those picks now? <laughs> well, we installed the stair lift, so that was positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're all, I mean, all three of them are still playing. They're all still starting. They're not at risk of being usurped by anyone below them. They're not injured yet. They're scoring okay. Uh, considering I waited until round six before picking a QB when this was a two QB league, it didn't turn out too badly considering looking at the QBs who went after Brady, who was my first um, one off the board. There's not that many afterwards, apart from Joe Burrow, who've necessarily taken off to those heights so eh, i could have done worse oh cam newton okay (laughs) 
well, Cam Newton is sat on my roster along with Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford. And yeah, I'm happy with all three of those. Matt Ryan has been great to start the season in his big fantasy scoring matchups. Matthew Stafford hasn't been the quarterback that we thought he would be, but he's not been playing because Cam Newton has been getting in the squad ahead of him with his rushing performance. And then when Matt Stafford gets Kenny Galladay back, I've got three strong quarterbacks there. Moving over to the running backs, Rob, you have got Ezekiel Elliott, Jay Mixon, Le'Veon Bell and Jonathan Taylor. So two out of four ain't bad. Two out of four is not bad. You only need to start two, I believe. You do indeed. And Le'Veon Bell will come back. We, we've yeah. talked about whether he's going to get cut or even, well, sorry, traded or even cut. And Jay I don't Mix- think we did speak about it on the show, did we? Before. That was pre-show. Okay, pre-show. pre-show, pre-show we were discussing up. whether... Uh, Le'Veon Bell would get traded before the deadline or even cut. So he could find a new team and give you a lease of life, Rob. Yeah. James, we've got Austin Eckler, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Raheem Mostert, and DeAndre Swift. Nice crop. Mostert in the ninth feels so good. Because we did this when he was still debating whether he wanted to get traded because he couldn't find a decent contract and then realized quite swiftly that that was a bad idea. So that was a value pick. Uh, it's just a shame he's injured and he can't play for you. <laughs> well, it's a, it was a mark, so he's not playing for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, we've got Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, Darius Geis, no longer in the league, and Jordan yeah. Howard, yeah. Wow. who would not, no longer be on my team at this point. So Josh Jacobs, love him, but yeah, I didn't really hit there on the running backs. Move over to wide receiver. Rob, you've got Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, Darius Slayton, Justin Jefferson, and Jameson Crowder. Ooh, I've hit a few of them. And there's still plenty of time in the season for for others to to come out. So Brandon Ayuk and Justin Jefferson particularly. It's still early days for them. Uh, Look, Jameson Crowder week one was fantastic. He was, I think, wide yeah. receiver four or five. And I know he's injured now, but he, when he comes back, he's going to be fed the ball. Not, you know, I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that wide receiver call. I would still still be happy today if I had that, I think. James, you've got Michael Thomas, Juju, Marvin Jones, Henry Ruggs, Preston Williams. Uh, bit of a, again, you can't, you can't account for injuries there, but um, it's not looking too bad. Yeah, I think the, I think the injury to Michael Thomas would have been fatal to this team in reality if he's out for too much longer. So, uh, and Juju needs to pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, it's not looking particularly great in my wide receiver room either with Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I'll take that one. James Washington. Uh, There was almost an instant regret for not drafting uh, Deontay Johnson instead of James Washington there, who Deontay Johnson, of course, is having a a great start to the season. But AJ Brown and Devontae Parker battling injuries. And then finally, we look at tight ends. And of course, James, you've got Talis Goddard to pair with with Mark Andrews. We still haven't got an episode without mentioning him. (laughs) No, he's he's got to. That is the laws of the fantasy, the FTMY fantasy podcast. He, he's got to be mentioned. But Mark Andrews and Dallas Goddard, you've got to be happy. I think Tim has a sound sensor for every time the word Dallas is mentioned. And I keep <laughs> trying to screw with it. <laughs> Rob, how are you feeling about Zach Ertz and Mike Kosicki? Um I'm not feeling so great about Zach Ertz, to be honest. Um, I was super high on Zach Ertz in the draft season because I thought he was going to be the main beneficiary with all these wide receivers going out. But um, not really happened. He's got a couple of touchdowns. He's not been terrible. But for Zach Ertz's standards recently, he has been pretty terrible. So, uh, But Mike Kosicki was always going to be a good backup. And obviously, he had a great week last week. Uh, he was one of my starts of the week for Thursday. Didn't quite pan out. Still t- still caught a touchdown. Um, and, you know, he's going he's gonna to be good, I think, for the rest of the season. So, yeah, fairly happy with that. And it also wouldn't be a full 10 yards fantasy podcast without us talking about Blake Jarwin. And we are still just trying to find original ideas on how to bring him into conversation. Um, and that's why I have gone back to, to discuss this draft because I, <laughs> I drafted Blake Jarwin, um, which of course we couldn't account for his injury. But um, yeah, just nice to have you back in mention on the show, Blake. And TJ Hawkinson as well, which mixed bag, great week one, not so good week two. I think we'll see where we go from there. So 
I have got so much annual leave to take before the end of this year, as, as so many people in this country have at the moment with, with everything that's going on. So one day towards the end of the year, I will sit down and I'll kind of do like a bit of a best ball, bit, bit of a best ball scenario for each week, just to see if we can get some stats behind uh, stats behind those drafts, just to, just to see where we land. Because James, you were, you won the Twitter poll uh with nearly 50% of the votes, so um, it'd be interesting to see how, how that one plays out. So that concludes today's podcast. Uh, James, how are you set for this weekend? What's 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 the what's the plan? Um, the plan is to remain chilling and effectively just wait till six o'clock Sunday rolls around. Yeah, cannot wait. And how about yourself, Rob? Um, well, I am currently midway through a 44 straight day of working. Um, uh, yeah, so it's pretty tough at the minute. I'm working again in the morning at five o'clock. So sucks to be me. Work seven days a week at the moment. So um, yeah, it's busy, busy at work. Trying to squeeze in time to do injury reports, college stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it, rankings. Rankings take forever to do because I'm quite unique with the way I do it. Um, and it just uh, it takes about six, seven hours just to do the rankings. Um, so that's me yesterday. That's Thursday. Um, I lock myself away in, in the house and do them, get them up for, for fantasy pros before the Thursday kickoff. I just remembered the fact that... Uh... I've got that beautiful scenario of having Monday off because we've got a scan due. So, and that's not until sort of middle of the day. So uh, I can pretty much, I can make it late and not have to worry about the chronic lack of sleep in the morning. <laughs> so I've just, rem- I've just remembered that and that's just perked up my whole weekend. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I must say, I, I certainly, I, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but lack of preseason has really suffered. I've really suffered so far in the early weeks of the mm. season. I think I stay. I think I managed till half two this morning watching the watching the Jaguars and the Dolphins in work for for seven this morning, which was a killer. And like, why do we do it? Why do we stay up till that time? And we know we've got work to watch the Jaguars yeah. and the Dolphins. It's not like we're watching watching yeah. our teams. It's it's to watch those teams. And then it, it really winds me up to think on Twitter to see somebody who lives on the east coast of America complaining about how late the late games are. <laughs> they've been able to get to bed at 11 p. They've been able to get to bed at 11 p.m. Jog on, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really winds me up. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, no hate to, to our friends in America. We, mm. we, we thank you very much for your game, but um, just spare a thought for your, for your British <laughs> counterparts. And it's yeah. even worse for guys in Australia. You see guys that have to, to get up at stupid. They've got uh, yeah. like 7 a.m. start games. It's crazy times over there. But we love the game. We're fools for it, but we absolutely mm. love the game. And we wouldn't have it any other way. So that concludes today's show. Make sure you hit us up on the socials. Keep your hashtag eyes peeled for all the content that's coming out over the next few days because we will help you win your fantasy football matchups. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website www.full10yards.com where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL General, Fantasy Football, College Football and even Britball. Thanks for listening and remember folks, keep those eyes peeled. (laughs) 